McCollum, and I'm sitting here with my dad, Dudley Hall. Welcome to Papa, I Have a Question, where we're asking you to join us as I just ask him some questions. Through the years, um, I've had a great resource in him in that whether I'm doing a Bible study or hear something at church or just facing a difficult problem in life, um, I've been able to go to him and say, Papa, I have a question. Help me, help me wrestle through this. Help me figure this out or interpret this. And so we decided to let you guys join us and you can um, hopefully learn along with me. Um, maybe submit some, some of your own questions that I'll ask when I say, Papa, I have a question. <laughs> You're talking about that, Karis. I was, I was thinking about when you were in college, you know, we said, let's keep it going. And uh, I had to fake it a lot in college. You know? <laughs> Well, Good asking, to know now. <laughs> you're asking philosophical questions about education and background, all that kind of stuff. It's like, well. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were faking it. You were helping me survive. <laughs> uh, uh, well, this one I don't think is too philosophical. I think, you, I think okay. you'll be able to help me with this one. But I was talking to a friend the other day, and we were talking about the power of the cross and that Jesus did everything that needs to be done on the cross and that everything that we need um, is is accomplished. Um, yet, in my day-to-day life, in the tragedies of life, in um, just in in our world, sometimes it feels like evil is winning. Mm-hmm. And, and we know that evil does not win in the end, but we go to church and we sing about the power of the cross, and then we go home and we deal with things that don't feel like the power of the cross has yeah. accomplished them. Right. And so how do we... I've heard the term, we're living in the, in the already, but not yet. What does that mean? And how do, how do we flesh that out? How do we know what's already? And how do we know what's not yet? And, and when will we see the not yet? And why does it feel like evil is still winning sometimes? Okay, Karis, uh, this is Papa, I have a question. <laughs> well, they all kind of go together. So... Um, <laughs> First one, why does it feel like evil is winning sometimes? Okay, let's get the big picture best we can. So God creates Adam and Eve, puts them in the garden and says, okay, I want you to, you're my partners and you're my instruments. And then we're going to develop this creation. Mm -hmm. So their, their, their assignment was to discover and develop all of creation. Mm -hmm. That's a big job. Big job. But they had great resource because they, Mm -hmm. they had God as their partner. Well, when sin came in, they were alienated from God. And so man lost that uh, intimacy with God and lost that ability to do all of that. And the whole creation was cursed because of sin. They were cursed because of the alienation and rejection and all of that. So uh, the earth gets abused and used. Uh, you know, it's still there with all of its great treasures. And, and God is still there with all of his great wisdom that we could we could get to know tree of life was, was a potential for them. Right. So all of that is there. And so God starts the whole redemption process. that goes through the whole old Testament. And then uh, of course, fulfill climaxed in Christ on the cross. Right. And so on the cross, Jesus does everything necessary to restore humankind back to that relationship with God. So that, they can be partners with God on the earth. Okay. Now, if he had just closed everything down right then, 
there would have been no occasion for humans to walk in that partnership and continue the assignment they were given and work with God in discovery and development. So Jesus did it for 33 years, uh, which then he gives us the, the, he shows us it can be done, first of all. Secondly, he does it, and then he gives us the the ability to do what he did. It, same spirit raising from the dead lives in us. So he gives it not to just two individuals, but to the whole body of Christ, those who come to him. And so God says, I want you to have the privilege of fulfilling the mission that I first put man on the earth to do. So here's how we're going to do it. I'm going to forgive you of your sin. I'm going to cleanse you of all of your uncleanness. I'm going to set you right with me. And then I'm going to give you my spirit and we're going to walk together, partner together, and we're going to let this new kingdom, this new creation permeate the earth like leaven permeates the dough or the loaf of bread. So we're in that process in history, in the big story. We're not at the end of the story, but we're living after the climax of the story. So we know what the answer is, and we know where it's going, but now we are actually uh, amplifying it and working working it up. So we're living in that process. So we have sin is defeated, Satan has been humiliated, uh, shame has been addressed, everything, alienation has been destroyed because we didn't reconcile God. Everything that messed it up has now been fixed in Christ. And as we by faith trust him in that, we can actually live it out and we can displace darkness and we can discover and develop develop as Jesus showed us that he did his 33 years. What a paradigm shift. So you're saying that the fact that everything is not fixed yet is a gift to us. Yes. So that we get to participate in the discovery and the development. Yeah. Just like Adam and Eve got to before sin yeah. into the world. I think so many times we think of it as a punishment or maybe a survival game. Like we're just here to survive until. Or more like a purgatory type thing. Right. You right. Know, like you know, it, it hasn't to, happened yet. So we have to endure. Yeah. Endure and kind of pay for it a little bit. Yeah. We yeah. have to suffer the consequences right. of Adam's and Eve's sin. Yeah. But it's a gift. It's like, it's like, um, a survival game, right? <laughs> or it's a gift that we're actually getting to learn to partner with God and discover and develop. Yeah, so so Jesus talks to his disciples and says, I give you I give you the same authority that I was sent with. Well, it wouldn't be any good if you had all that authority and no opportunity to use it. Yeah. So he sends them out into a world that has all kind of a demonic stuff and disease and injustice. So with the so that they could ex- exhibit their the authority the victory that they had. All right. So he sends them out with love in a world of hatred. He sends them out with the light of the gospel in a world of intellectual ignorance and darkness. Mm-hmm. All right, Papa, I've got a sub question. <laughs> Why does it feel like it doesn't work sometimes? Uh, because we live. Uh, we live by faith and not by sight, is the, is the biblical answer to that. So okay. what does that mean? It means that the world that we look, we look at, 
that we're that we're that's got our attention is oftentimes uh, seemingly bigger than, stronger than, more prevalent than the 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 gem of faith that we have inside. And so that's a challenge for us. Even that becomes a challenge for us to say, okay, which reality am I going to believe? Mm. Am I going to believe the reality that God said this is true, or am I going to believe the reality that appears like it's saying something is totally contrary? Mm. And so, you know, we remember the guy in the scripture who walked out one morning and the army had come that night and surrounded them and he's scared to death. Mm. And he goes in and, and says to the prophet, oh my gosh, we're in big trouble. The enemy is going to kill us for sure. And the prophet says uh, to God, open his eyes and let him see what's really going on. Uh. And he opened his eyes and he saw angels, angels. all around there, thousands, mm. thousands of them. He went, oh, that's reality. Yeah. So uh, oftentimes it's because we are so focused on what appears to be true. Mm. Doesn't mean that it's not happening. We don't don't live right. in some kind of fantasy. Right. Yeah, it really is happening. But is there a truth beyond that? Something else is happening as Is well. there something else is happening that may be invisible at the time? Mm-hmm. That's good. So, So it's a matter of shifting our perspective. Of yeah. knowing, okay, first of all, this is a gift that I'm yeah. getting to live in this time period. And secondly, I'm going to choose to see it as a challenge. I'm going to choose to see it as there's another reality out there. I'm going to face this knowing that even though it doesn't seem good or seem like we're winning, we are. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the great privilege of, uh, of being a Christian, being a follower of Christ, is that uh, we get to trust him. Yeah. It's not that we get to trust him for something. It's we get to trust him. There's nothing greater in life than living in trust. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing, I, I, I can't think of anything more frustrating than living with someone you don't trust. Mm-hmm. So skepticism, cynicism, mm-hmm. doubt. If you don't trust something or somebody, you, you're pretty, pretty much kind of tossed to the wind. So trust is the life of rest. It's, it's being able to trust God. So how does God teach us to trust? Well, there's always a conversation going on inside your head. Yeah. You know, people say, I don't believe in hearing voices. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, yeah, you do. You do. Somebody's yeah. voices. Yeah. And so you're getting two voices. You're getting the voice of condemnation at all times. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. it takes all kinds of forms, but it, the voice of condemnation, and you're hearing the voice of affirmation. One of them is the voice of God, and the other, we know where that came from. Okay, so, so why does God do that? Why didn't he, why, why didn't he just shut the devil's mouth? Because he wants us to trust him. Mm. Because trust, it brings the greatest satisfaction to our, our inner being mm. that you can have. So as I trust him and I'm listening to his voice, and going, oh, that's what's really real. And this other voice is going, no, that's not what's really real. They don't really like you. And that's not really true. And you're really going to go under and you're going to lose everything. It's like, and, and God is saying, you're my child. I'm in charge of you. Mm-hmm. Everything I have belongs to you. Okay, you get to, you get to choose which, which one you're going to believe. And of course, the more you get to know him, the more you trust him. Yeah. I like that. I, I feel like it's a different, it's a, a new way of looking at things, not a not a life of enduring, but a life of 
uh, looking for the challenge, a life of, yeah. of looking for um, what is God, God going to do today? What is going on that I don't see that if I press into Him, I might see? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's good. good. Yeah. I'm glad you asked that question. Thanks for clearing that up. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for joining us. And don't forget to join us next week for another episode of Papa, I Have a Question. Thank you.